0: Welcome to episode 34 of the Bonafide Trolls podcast. On today's show, we review week one and see if we got games right and wrong. We see if our takes actually came to life. And we talk about the NBA playoffs. Can the Miami Heat make the finals or the Boston Celtics? Who is coming out of the East? Yeah, you know what time it is. This
1: man was a bonafide scrub. Today is Tuesday, September 15th. Welcome back to the Bonafide Scrubs Podcast. I'm Will Smanky. Noel LaVine is here. And we're here with you today to recap everything about week one in the NFL. We had some really interesting storylines, some things that we speculated about that it came true that didn't come true. We're going to recap everything that we talked about in our Friday show and uh, see how our predictions fared over this week one. But before we get into our main topic, which is going to be the week one games, we're going to get into just some news from around sports. And no, we have to talk about the NBA playoffs. We haven't touched on it in a little while. Uh, The Lakers ended up uh, gentlemen sweeping the Rockets. They won in five games. So the Rockets got that big game one win, uh, but they could not replicate it after that.
0: No, the Rockets, they won game one. I got excited. PJ Tucker was looking like an All NBA center guarding Anthony Davis and <laughs> and hitting threes, and then they collapsed. And um, I, I don't really. I'm, I hate James Harden now because he lost that. Uh, he made me lose that twenty five dollar bet to you. He did not average thirty points in the playoffs. Right. No and I points. had a
1: bet that James Harden would average thirty in, in the playoffs minimum. Like he had to average thirty or more points. He aver- he ended up averaging twenty nine point six. So I. Got under the threshold. I got the twenty-five dollars, and now Noah was so team hardened for so long, and that I guess he's he's forced out of there now.
0: Um, yeah. How do you not ever start in the playoffs when it's just you and like five other players that aren't even that good? Westbrook, he he showed his true colors. He's terrible. He just he takes so many bad shots. He's just not that good. We're affected a little bit. Jeff Jeff Green is pretty good. But this team really didn't have a center, and that kind of got exposed finally by a team. Uh, it wasn't by the Thunder because Stephen Adams is, is terrible at offense, but Anthony Davis exposed them, and I think we really should talk about the Lakers side of things. Rondo came back in this series, and like he actually was kind of productive. I hate to say it, but he was actually playing great defense, and he was passing, and, and he actually hit some threes, and, and that, if the Lakers really got him going, then they, they can win the championship. Like Their defense prized the best in the league. We rave about the Clippers, Kawhi, PG, Bev, all those great defenders, but the Lakers are just, they're they an animal on defense. They trap—they trapped Harden every play. They were trapping Westbrook. They were getting a bunch of tips, steals. This is the best defensive team in the league, and it doesn't really shock me. After game one, they sort of buckled up their defense, and they made it hard for Harden and Westbrook some for some stretches during games.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't just Rondo. I mean, basically, the whole Lakers team sort of had an awakening in this game. I guess they... After that game one loss, they sort of just realized that they were going to have to be productive for this team to be effective. And maybe, I don't know, LeBron, maybe he yelled at them in the locker room or something to get them finally in gear. But but Markey Morris was effective. Uh, Caruso had some decent games. He was playing defense on Harden uh, for multiple possessions at a time. Uh, Yeah, so this team, they really just responded and they went small. They, They caved to the Rockets' style of play. They took McGee out of the starting lineup. They didn't insert Dwight or any of those centers, they just went with Morris in the starting lineup. And that really, I guess, is their best lineup. I wouldn't be surprised if they carry it over to the next series because their spacing is great. AD has room to work inside. Uh, he can really just be the anchor for them at the center position, and they don't need to have two centers or, or play him at the four or anything. They can just space out, have everybody be able to hit a three-pointer. And that's really what you need to win in the NBA today. And, and if Morris is on and Rondo off the bench and all these guys – are really clicking? Then yeah, this is going to be uh, it's going to be rough for for teams to have, be able to face the Lakers and actually beat them.
0: Yeah, the, the the why the reason why the Lakers sort of went smaller they put AD at the five um, because you really can't play two centers against the Rockets where they run that five out. They have a bunch of shooters everywhere, and like Jeff Green's, like got the four half the time for the Rockets. If if you have Javale McGee playing there, he could just, just take him off the dribble every single play. So the the Lakers had to adjust. Game plan, but I do think they'll actually go back to the two center look a lot of times against the Clippers. The Clippers don't really play that small ball that much. They're gonna have Harrell a lot the four and Zubak at the five, so it's probably gonna be AD and Dwight in most of the game. Or AD and Javale, they're gonna play more two big men. Look, they could even play Javale and Dwight at the same time. I think against the Clippers, but it's gonna be really interesting who to see who the Lakers face off next series. Next series, Nuggets. Right, you're saying Clippers,
1: Clippers but we don't we don't know. Yeah, I think it's gonna be the Clippers, but. Yeah, like I want to get to that. That I want to get to that series in a second. But just going back to the Rockets, like this is really a failed experiment with with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. I know that in the regular season, people were were excited for this team, especially you, for going into the playoffs. Well, you thought that they could beat the Lakers or at least give them a competitive series, and that did not happen. And we really saw that Westbrook just got exposed. He had terrible games. His efficiency is awful. Harden's efficiency is awful. These guys just need the ball in their hands all the time. They have to take 30 shots each, and you can't have that on a team where you're trying to win the championship and be competitive. You can't have two guys that need to take 30 shots a game and just have terrible efficiency and have floor spacing around them and just put them on the court at the same time because they're not going to know what to do with each other. So that was a real mistake. Mike D'Antoni is a free agent. He's walking. <laughs> He's They didn't fire him. He's just out of there. He wants nothing to do with, with what Russell Westbrook and James Harden in the backcourt so it really was just a mistake for, for them to go out and get Westbrook, and I guess they're just gonna have to find a new coach and a new system because that D'Antoni system was uh, really how they ran their offense. And now uh, you know James Harden's gonna be somebody else's problem. How you're gonna be able to win a championship with him? I don't know.
0: Westbrook and, and Harden was just an awkward fit. I don't know why they got rid of Chris Paul after the success. But apparently Harden CP3 beefed and. Everyone forgets Chris Paul on this team. They were the first seed in 2018 and almost went to the NBA Finals. CP3 is just – Westbrook's probably a better player and more dynamic than Chris Paul, but he's just a better leader. He impacts the game more on defense and stuff. I mean, CP3 and Harden, I'm not saying they would beat the Lakers this series, but it would definitely be a little more competitive. They got really blown out the last couple games. The Rockets just kind of quit after the first half in some of those games. And Chris Paul, I mean, Westbrook isn't a quitter, but neither is Chris Paul. And Chris Paul is way better initially. It felt like Harden could actually play off-ball more with Chris Paul again. the game. With Westbrook, they both just took turns shooting it. I don't know how efficient that is. But with D'Antoni, he left the Rockets. Really unfortunate. He still hasn't won a championship. He built that Phoenix offense with Nash, Amari, Sean Marion, and now the Rockets. He had Chris Paul, Harden, and Westbrook all in a bunch of years. But it's going to be interesting. Whoever the Rockets hires a new coach, will they actually... Will they go away from the Harden one-man show, let him have the ball every play, and do whatever to score points, or will they actually get a new point guard or make them make him play off-ball more and sort of implement a new a new entire new offensive system? And I wonder if Harden would actually like that or not if they got a new brand new coach. That's something to look forward to.
1: Yeah, I mean Westbrook and Harden are there under contract for a long time, so uh, you're either going to need to figure it out or, or try and move on and, and trade Westbrook again or something. And I don't know. Uh...
0: I don't think anyone wants awesome. them.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're going to be really successful with that. They get value back that they really deserve for for a player at Westbrook's caliber. So we'll keep track of the Houston coaching situation. We'll see where D'Antoni goes if he takes another job. He's up there in age, so we'll see if he decides to retire. But let's let's go over to the uh, the the other LA team, the Clippers. You brought them up before. They have blown a three one lead to the Nuggets, and just when you thought the Denver Nuggets were out of it for a second straight round. Ah, uh, here they come again. They force Game Seven, which will be played uh, tonight. When this pod the podcast will come out on Tuesday, the game is on Tuesday night. So uh, that that's going to be a pretty intense game. Uh, the aftermath of football sort of gives way to an NBA Game Seven, which is which is pretty crazy to think about the fact that we have all these things here at once. But yeah, the Clippers they just they haven't looked good. Paul George's shooting struggles have continued. Uh, he's now scoring more. At least he gets above twenty five points. But it's on like eight for twenty something shooting. It's not very efficient. He, Kawhi has been fine. He sort of took a step back in at least a couple games uh, this series. But you know you can you can still always count on him. But it's really been the Nuggets. I mean, Jokic and Jamal Murray are leading this team once again for a second straight series, uh, and they finally are back in an elimination game. They got it done uh, against the Jazz in a really low low scoring game seven in the first round. So we'll see. Uh, how they fare in this Game 7. I don't know. Do you think that the Clippers are, are going to
0: blow this 3-1 lead? I would hope not. Doc Rivers has blown a 3-1 lead already with the Clippers, with Chris Paul and Blake. But, but Koala and PG are way more talented than those two players. I mean, I would think the Clippers are going to win, but I don't know if the Nuggets have that fight in them. It, Jamal Murray and Jokic, the two-man show, it, I, I don't know. It's working. The Nuggets force Game 7. Michael Porter... Remember he made comments. He's saying we needed to get more guys involved, and everyone roasted him on Twitter after a game. Yeah,
1: and then he scored. Then he scored six points in
0: the game after. Uh, I, I kind of I know like he really shouldn't say that publicly about your teammates, but he's kind of right. Like some guys, like Jamal. That was after Jamal Murray played bad in a game. I feel like they do need. I, we, we all rave about how Dem- deep Denver is, but they they really aren't. It's really like a three man show there now. Like Torrey Craig, like Barron. They're all like okay. Like they're better regular season players, but we haven't seen any Made them contribute that much for this playoff team. It's more been Jokic, Murray, and then Porter. I mean, Michael Porter's not wrong with those comments, but he just he just said it at the wrong time.
1: Yeah, we're both somewhat LeBron haters and Lakers <laughs> haters, and we don't want them to win the championship. But if the Clippers lose this game on Tuesday night, the Nuggets, LeBron gets to walk through the dysfunctional James Harden. He's playing the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. And then he's gonna go face the Miami Heat or the Boston Celtics out of the East. I mean, this, this is his dream. I've been hearing I hear a lot about from LeBron, LeBron fans about how his competition is so great and how he plays against Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, and he gets to the finals nine times to face Hall of Famers like Duncan and the Spurs. You're playing Jimmy Butler. You're playing Jason Tatum, who I mean, I guess Tatum could end up being a pretty great player one day playing Kemba Walker. These players are not special players. They're not better than, than any LeBron has ever faced. Yeah, this is not gonna generational. Be, he could, LeBron could sweep one of these teams in the finals. I think I probably would ease on the side of that if, I was, if we end up getting a Heat Lakers finals. I'm picking the Lakers to sweep them if, if that actually becomes a thing.
0: Yeah, I mean the Nuggets. I mean what if the what if we're just wrong and the Nuggets are just the team this year and they go all the way to the finals, the Denver Nuggets could win their first championship. Well okay, look, on the, the other Celtics? hand on the That'd other hand, awesome. if,
1: if LeBron is facing a lineup of the Heat, Celtics and Nuggets and he loses either in the West Finals That's or in Hilarious, the finals, that is like a detrimental failure. So I don't know, we'll see what happens. I I guess I I I would just think that he would be able to easily beat these teams if he really does
0: not face the Clippers. I'm scared for the Clippers. Like, what are they doing? They had so many chances to close out this series. Like, they really need to win Game 7 tonight. Like, they, yeah, they want they want the Lakers all season. They want to prove that they're a the better team in LA. Okay, show it to me. Beat Denver in Game 7 and then go beat the Lakers.
1: Yeah, they got to beat Jamal Murray. Uh, you have the best premier defender in the NBA. I don't think that should be uh, too much of a problem for you, although it has been. Uh, you're going to need Paul George to have a good game. He can't regress any further than he has already. He has to. He
0: played well against score. Well, he did. I know. That's what
1: I'm saying. Like if he goes back to the way that he was, and they're already losing with him playing well, you're just going to be screwed after that.
0: Yeah, he actually he played well last game, and oh, Clippers. Marcus Morris has been a great piece for them. Honestly, if they end up Marcus Morris, they might have been already lost the series, or maybe even lost to the Mavs. He's been a great. Piece for them as a sort of a third option because Harold's garbage half the time. Pet Bev doesn't score. He just he's just chirps and he doesn't really do that much on offense. <laughs> yeah, he scores like four. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: You're welcome, Doc. The Knicks lent you uh, yeah. Marcus Morris for a year. The Knicks, yeah, the Knicks so... are playing
0: chess and the Lakers. Everyone <laughs> else is playing checkers. The Knicks trade Morris to the Clippers so they could beat the Lakers, and AD would leave and join the Knicks as a free agent. The Knicks are playing yep, chess. They, the Lakers are playing checkers.
1: Yeah, they traded Porzingis. They knew that he was going to tear his MCL or whatever happened in his other knee. Like they knew everything. Like we'll get into the Knicks when their time when their time comes. But we're here in the playoffs. The Knicks don't belong in the playoffs, either in conversation or literally in the playoffs. So. Do they
0: even belong in the 350 team March Madness tournament that they're talking about? <laughs> Do they even belong in that?
1: <laughs> can Can Duke beat the? the the Cavs or whatever what was that conversation from like three
0: years yeah ago? with um or last year with Zion and, and R J people were saying yeah. they could beat the the Cavs well you know what Zion's out misses every game R J Barrett scores fourteen points a game I don't know if that could beat Kevin Love and like former All Stars yeah on the not team. not
1: to mention that the rest of the roster will never it's make awful. the NBA yeah,
0: yeah Trey so. Jones Trey Jones is actually draft eligible this year he might go to the late first round but uh, Bolden like those players are terrible. They're not NBA players.
1: I, well, I want to get to football. That's the main focus here. But we got to touch on the Eastern Conference a little bit. We brought up the Heat and the Celtics already. Uh, the Celtics took down the Raptors in Game 7. Uh, we were both heavily rooting for the Raptors. Uh, they're yeah. the defending champs. I like their roster. I like their players. Uh, I don't really want to watch Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum and all those guys. But I have no choice now. On uh, the Raptors... They just after have seizing the momentum basically in the whole series. They uh, they just couldn't get it done in the last game. Kemba Walker had five points in Game Six, and uh, <laughs> they couldn't take advantage really.
0: The Raptors, Spicy P, he was pretty bad all series. I mean, I picked him on my All NBA second team, but but good thing that's a regular season award, so that's that's off the regular season. Yeah, we're he, gonna find he, out.
1: I put Tatum on my second team, so we'll see who's right.
0: Yeah, and. Celtics, I mean, I think the pro, as I was saying earlier, I was concerned for the Raptors. Can they get enough scoring and buckets from people? No, they did not. And Larry fell in game seven. Jalen Brown, he got, he looks like he almost like tore his sail in that one dunk when he was falling to the ground, but, but thankfully he was okay. Celtics prevailed. And um, it's going to be interesting against the Heat, both similar teams. Um, if I had to pick, I think the Celtics are going to win this series in six to go to the finals. I think they just have a little more offense than Miami. Jimmy Butler's really going to have to clamp down Jason Tatum and hit big shots, and Miami's going to go to the finals.
1: Yeah, I don't know. For me, I mean, this is a hard series. It's a three-seed versus a five-seed. Yeah, we don't uh, see that often. The Heat, obviously, being the lower seed. If we had this in in, uh, regular season where we had crowds and everything, uh, this probably wouldn't happen. I don't know if the five-seed would be able to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals with being on the road to start every series they play in. That, That seems like a product of the bubble. Uh, maybe here, but yeah, I I'm, I'm probably would tend to agree with you. I, I think that the Celtics have the best player on the court with with Jason Tatum, but the Heat, are I mean, they're a deep team. They have a pretty solid starting lineup. Jimmy could give you 40 points if he has to. Uh, Bam is going to have to take advantage of, of a weak Celtics front line. They tend to go smaller like the Rockets, so we'll see if Bam can can play the AD role and sort of just dominate inside both on offense and defense, but Uh, Yeah, I'll probably take the Celtics in six. I don't know Um, unless Jimmy just has a great series and Hero is playing up to his potential and everything. I don't know how the Heat end up winning. And the Celtics don't—they get Gordon Hayward back for this, right? He's coming back, so that's more. He's going to come back.
0: It's going to be a great series, honestly. It could go seven easily, and just two great offensive or great, great coaches on both sides spolster and stevens two of the better coaches in the nba are battling that's a great that's gonna be great for basketball fans to see this series go down
1: all right that's our nba news any baseball news you want to get to we had a no hitter this weekend and alec mills
0: I, I got swept under the rug because <laughs> i was watching red zone all day i, I did know, not realize yankees, that
1: yankees swept the o's i didn't watch it the mets have been losing a bunch of games nobody cares yeah this is just baseball, a product of just
0: in the it's just in the dog. It's days a product of, of everything,
1: everything happening at once. This is this never happens before. We we're gonna get the MLB playoffs in oh, two weeks. We're gonna get the NBA finals in two weeks, and we're gonna get the middle of the football season. So we're finally here. We we talked about in the opening of this show like four months ago that later in the year we're gonna have the craziest sports year of all time, and it's finally here. And we can't even keep up with everything. There's so many uh, significant things going on.
0: Yeah, the Mets lost two out of three to the Jays. They won 18-1 in the first game. DeGrom got runs. <laughs> he got 18 runs, and he got a win. He's actually first in ERA and like all those all those great stats for Cy Young. He's on his way to winning it for his third time if he holds up. So that, that's great news for the Mets. And Steve Cohen is still going to be a bidder for them. And apparently by November, the owners and they're going to have a meeting and stuff, he might be able to actually get the team in November.
1: Yeah. Good luck to you. You need a new owner and um, we'll see if uh, they finally sell the team because they obviously don't want to sell it to Steve Cohen. It wouldn't have taken this long if, if that was the case. All right. Well, that was our news. Let's finally get to football. You play to win the game.
0: Hello. you play to win the game
1: all right so week one in the nfl we had i mean finally right finally we got football we kicked it off on thursday with the chiefs we joked around on our on our friday show that the chiefs were going to win by two touchdowns and and they did recorded basically. that in, we had recorded that in advance we didn't really know what was going to happen uh, and they did, and Mahomes looked dominant. The Chiefs' offense, they add another dimension with Edwards-Alaire. They finally get to run the ball now and have a great running offense. So just the rich get richer in the NFL, and the fact that the Chiefs are, have looked this good uh, at the start against the playoff team. I mean, the Texans made the playoffs last year, and they had a 24-point lead on the Chiefs, and it just didn't look like a challenge for, for Mahomes in Week 1. No rust for Kansas City.
0: Yeah, no, Russ Clyde over Lair, 138 yards, 25 carries, a touchdown. Awesome. I mean, we really liked him coming out of college. Uh, good for the Chiefs. Andy Reid, gets his feature back, Clyde may win offensive rookie of the year. I completely forgot about him when I picked him Friday. I said Joe Burrow. I just I don't know, I like Joe Burrow a lot, but it looks like Clyde maybe might be the running favorite now after Week One. He might get 100 yards in most games and. It's just perfect. He won a championship at LSU, and now he gets to join the defending Super Bowl champions on their on their runner back tour. And they, this Kansas State team, their weakness is their run defense. But when you score so many points, the other team can't run the ball. They got to pass to score quickly. <laughs> right. So the Chiefs are just good. They don't have much rust. They're good at football. Moving on from Thursday night. Yeah, that brings us to Sunday, the main slate of games. And we
1: were addicted to red zone all day. Fantasy finally kicked off. I'm in three leagues. I lost two of them. So sucks to be me. But that's what happens when you start the Vikings defense and they get negative 14. If I didn't do that, I probably would have won. Uh, but that's another story. Uh, the first game, let's get to the Seahawks. Your Seahawks went into Atlanta. They were only one and a half point favorites. And they won big. Uh, you can go ahead and, and go off
0: about your Seahawks. Easy win. I don't know why Vegas disrespected us. Only one half point fair. That was easy. We were up the whole game. Never looked back. Russ for MVP. Russ, they let Russ cook. He went 31-35 with four touchdowns. DK looked amazing. Lockett looked great. He threw it to Carson, too, twice out of the backfield. The Seahawks didn't even run the ball. I think they only ran like 18 times with their running backs. They're just like, you know what, Russ? We're going to let you cook. And when that happens, they look like the best team in the NFL on offense. Almost just because the Chiefs. So, I hope we could pass like that every game because we went 13 games like I predicted and Russell won MVP. Jamal Adams in his debut, he got a sack and he played pretty well. And then he said after the game, I'm not used to seeing my team score this many points in the press <laughs> conference because he was just on the Jets. On. People are piling on to the Jets and we're going to do it here in a little bit. It's just, it has not looked good for, for the Jets to start the year. 38-25. I have I had Ridley in fantasy, and, and Ridley had a nice two touchdowns. The Falcons basically just got all their points in garbage time. I had Matt Ryan, too. I'm not concerned for this defense moving forward. I, I know they gave up like 400 yards to Matt Ryan, but that's, what Matt, that's just what the Falcons do. They're, they're, they're going to score points, and they're not going to play defense, but if you just hold the lead against them the whole game, you should be good.
1: Yeah, I was going to say just to go against you for a second that you're kind of excited about the Seahawks offense after week one, but they're playing in the Atlanta Falcons defense, which is definitely, uh, yeah, that's true. The bottom of the league. And you're also looking at your own defense, which gave up three, 100 yard receivers. So I don't know. I, again, it's only week one. You're probably right. This is probably just, uh, the, the outcome of a high scoring game against the Falcons. But, uh, I don't know. That's maybe something to watch out for, uh, looking at the Seahawks secondary because they're the only team this week to give up three 100-yard receivers.
0: Yeah, just a, just a lot of offense in this game. Matt Ryan at 450 yards, Rusted 322. You were making fun of me last week, how he only had 190 yards or whatever last year against them. Well, guess what? He, over, he was 31-35 with 304 touchdowns. He, he was awesome. Even it's to Greg Olson, shout-out to him. He's a part of the Fox broadcasting crew also. He's playing I mean, this like, year, but I'm, he he's going to be on some Fox broadcast, and the Seahawks aren't playing.
1: Yeah, he like gets injured and just be like becomes a broadcaster in the middle of the season, which is like so weird. But yeah, All old, right, so old yeah. man
0: tight end, he caught a touchdown. He actually maybe has some legs left in him, unlike Gronkowski. We'll just talk about the Buccaneers later.
1: Yeah. Okay. How about the Jets visiting the
0: Buffalo Bills? A little New York. <laughs> battle.
1: We both picked the Bills in this game. Oh yeah, I should mention that. We both picked the Seahawks to win. They won. We both picked the Bills. They looked fine. They, they just rolled over the Jets. Who Things just get worse. Jamal Adams is making fun of them. Le'Veon Bell injures his hamstring, which for running backs is probably one of the worst case scenario injuries that could keep you out for a long time. Uh, and This offense just looked like pretty awful. I know Crowder had a decent game. Uh, in the receiving core but Sam Darnold has not looked good in quite some time and and are you getting worried if you're a Jets fan about Sam Darnold so far Well I'm not a
0: Jets fan so I don't I'm not worried of whatever the hell he does he's not my quarterback well, but I said if you are a Jets
1: fan Come on yeah, um, play the hyper hypoca- play the hyper yeah, I know does he, does I know. he suck
0: He <laughs> might suck if he I mean this team's going to win 3 or 4 games this year You were optimistic before Jamal left, you said, what'd you say, A and A? And I said six and ten. Well now I think they're downgraded by two wins after Yikes. seeing this week one <laughs> performance. I think they're downgraded two wins. Adam Gase, um, he's just uh, he's just a bad coach. I don't know why he's still the coach of this team. I think he's gonna get fired before this mid season.
1: He should. If they lose if they lose three or four games in a row, you gotta fire him at that point. I mean it's just it's gonna be. They awful. play the Niners
0: next week. They're gonna They're gonna blow it out. Oh man, that's gonna be a really ugly game. Just like this week one game. But Diggs, um, your man Diggs. I know you can. Com- you said Josh Allen is not good, and, and you can compl- dig. Mike Diggs might complain this season. Although it is the Jets, he did have 86 yards and eight catches. He looked pretty solid. John Brown had a touchdown, and Josh Allen was just running whatever he wanted. Like this Jets, you can kind of do whatever you want on this Jets offense and defense. you can do whatever you want to them.
1: Yeah, your guy, uh, Deshaun McDermott, your pick for coach of the year. <laughs> the coach of <laughs> the year. You accidentally called Deshaun last week. Uh, yeah, his team won big, and his quarterback likes to run the football. He had 14 carries, so Josh Allen's certainly not afraid to uh, to go out there and run the ball. All right, how about the Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions? A dramatic finish in this game. Matthew Stafford fired it down the field on the last play of the game to DeAndre Swift right into his hands and he dropped it in between two defenders and that was for the win. That's a rough start. If you're a rookie running back, I saw AP's comments after the game. AP uh, was alive in this game. He had 90 yards. He, He spoke after the game about DeAndre Swift and said that he just, he can't let the, the, that play define him and define his career. And, uh, you know, I certainly hope he's all right. I hope he doesn't, uh, you know, suffer greatly as a result of, of just that one play, but it's a pretty big play to to end up choking on.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of historic bad week ones by rookies, but this wasn't the worst. I mean, the story of this game was the Lions just blew the lead. Trubisky came back. I said something funky was going to happen in this game. I said the Bears are going <laughs> to win. They did win. I called I know, on got Friday. Right. I said I did the Bears not. are the Lions blew up, What I think it was like a seventeen point lead. The Bear Trubisky, he always the only team he can do well against is the Lions. It seems like yearly. He, he, he had three touchdowns. Allen Robinson is is a great wide receiver. He caught a touchdown. He made a great catch over the shoulder. But yeah, I mean the Bears. I mean I don't know if they're not a playoff team, but they have something to build off of. Trubisky's is probably confident now after this comeback, come from behind wins. So, there's that for the Bears. The Lions. I know Day was out. Hawkinson looked good. He he caught all five of his targets and he got a touchdown. And I I don't know I the story but I don't know why Adrian Peterson is getting ninety-three yards. you see, they invested a 6 round pick in DeAndre Swift. I know he dropped the ball, but they drafted carry on in the second round a few years ago too. So why why would you keep wasting high picks and running backs when you just want to give the ball to a washed thirty five year old? I, I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, I I don't either. This is this is a, a a weird game this week. Trubisky gets the nod from Nagy, where all everybody makes fun of it. We make fun of yeah. it, and I he goes out throws three win. touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. How about Anthony Miller too? Anthony Miller caught a touchdown this game. I I was picking him as a little bit of a sleeper wide receiver this year. But yeah, I mean, for the Lions, I, who would have thought that Kenny Galladay goes down and Adrian Peterson almost rushes for a hundred
0: yards? I definitely
1: uh, would not have have. Pick that to happen in this game.
0: I don't know why AP is the starter. I mean, he's played well, but, like, also the Lions' defense really was bad down the stretch. Just allowing a 17-point comeback. It was so funny. I, I didn't see, like, Patricia on red zone or anything, but Chris texted on our group chat. He said... Are I don't know if he texted on group chat. But he texted me, says, "Is Matt Patricia fat? Look fatter, or is it just me?" <laughs> That's what he, he said. He that to us, yeah. I, I yeah, he texted that, that to us, <laughs> and that I, I, I didn't see him, but I, I don't know. Maybe he's fat, and uh, his lines came up s- short of that win. Yeah, not a not a good start
1: for them. The other game in the NFC of North, those teams battling out. Of course, my. Minnesota Vikings going up against the Green Bay Packers and Rodgers just annihilated this Vikings secondary. I just, uh, I could not have predict- predicted this. I thought Devontae Adams was going to play well. I thought he was going to get over 100 yards, but I didn't see I saw that too. this yeah. coming. I didn't think we we're going to have Marquez Valdez Scantling and Alan Lazard and these people just catch the ball all over the field. It, it doesn't make sense to me because Xavier Rhodes, you know, he's, he's a former All Pro, he's gone. But he had a 100, over 100 passer rating allowed last year. That was just one of his stats. Trey Waynes, again, another corner we lost in the offseason, allowed over 100, uh, 100 passer rating to QBs last year. So now you're replacing him with players like Holton Hill and Mike Hughes and these younger 23-, 24-year-old players who were actually uh, somewhat better last year than the guys they lost in limited time. But you would not know that if you were looking at the stats. this was an ugly game all across the board for the Vikings defense, which just basically blew the game. It blew the game for me in fantasy negative fourteen points basically i could have I could have done anything I could have not started defense I could have had like the the Washington football team defense the jags defense would have been much better for me uh that was a disaster, and the offense for the Vikings was. Fine. They put up. I don't know. I don't know the score in front of me, but thirty six points or something like that. Thirty four. Uh, Cook, Cook had two touchdowns. Kirk, uh, he had like three hundred yards, a touchdown. So I don't know. This uh, this offense was fine. I was seeing some Kirk slander from Vikings fans on Twitter. No need for that after this game. Their offense was was totally fine. It was. It's all the defense's fault. And you like to think that with Mike Zimmer as your head coach. Uh, he can straighten those things out. But you can't be allowing 522 total yards for the Packers. Like, you, just, you cannot be doing that if you're going to be an effective team this year.
0: Well, um, the Vikings didn't answer my question week one. I said, can they actually cover receivers? Will their corners do anything? And they did not. They, they, oh, one. they answered
1: your question. They
0: answered it. They, answer, they, they, they did answer it. They can't. And I think <laughs> moving forward, this is a concern for the Vikings. I really think teams are going to be able to sling it on them and also, Daniil Hunter was out for this game. He's out for the next two weeks. Also, Justin Jefferson was a non-factor. I mean, I'm not too worried. That was week one. He's a rookie. And the Vikings' offense still looks solid. I don't blame the offense at all. You're totally right, Will. But how are you guys going to cover? Like, you guys play the Packers again, too. Are you going to lose that game? Also, you lost twice to them last year. You got cooked this game. I mean, I don't know if the Vikings are going to win this division. I didn't think they were, but they answered my question. They can't cover receivers.
1: Yeah, they definitely can't. Uh, we're going to get into this a little bit later. I want to. We're going to bring back hyper overhyped later and, and look at some of these QBs. But just on the question of Rodgers, do you think this is really Rogers' resurgence? Is is he going to be this good all the time now this year, or, or is this just the product of the Vikings having bad defense and not being ready for Week One?
0: Well, I mean, I just think Aaron Rodgers is playing pissed this year. I think they didn't give him a receiver or, or anything in the first couple of rounds. They didn't give him any help. And he showed in week one, he's like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to throw every play to Devontae Adams, and that's what he's going to do all season long. I said the Packers win the division and be a playoff team. They're definitely on the way to that. And Rodgers, I mean, if he performs like this every week, he'll win MVP. So that's actually not out of the realm of possibility. He could win MVP if he plays really well every week. But it's one week. We can't really overreact. No preseason. It's a pandemic. Uh, I'm sure the Vikings will play much better against them the next time they face off, but I mean, there's that. Aaron Rodgers is still pretty good at football.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess guess we can answer that question. Is he still good? Yes. The answer is he's still good. All right, how about another quarterback we're watching this year, Cam Newton and the New England Patriots. They hosted the Miami Dolphins this week in a division matchup, and Cam looked like his old self. Only 155 passing yards in this game, but he did run for two touchdowns on the Dolphins' defense. I had this game on. I mean, I didn't have it on, but it was on red zone a lot. I felt like I felt like they were putting it it on a lot, and I feel like they just left the the Patriots left points on the board. I think uh, if you really paid attention to this game, it seemed like a lot higher scoring than just twenty-one to eleven. Uh, Dolphins only ended up with one touchdown. Jordan Howard ran it in. So yeah, I mean, this was an interesting game to pay attention to. Starting it off, we didn't know what the Pats were going to look like with a brand-new era, basically, with Cam at the helm. But they looked fine. I know they're playing the Dolphins. Uh, they're going to have to perform a little bit better against your Seahawks next week on Sunday night. But they looked fine to me. I, I don't really see the Pats having much regression this year. We both picked them to win this game also.
0: Yeah, Pat's won. Um, uh, I mean, the Patriots' offense is dead to me. I don't even. This team is not going to score many points all season. Really, I think it's one. dead.
1: I'm looking at the opposite. I think that they could score more. I think they were taking it easy
0: this week. They they might have. I, and they, it's Cam's first game with a new playbook and new uniform in New England. But eleven points for the Dolphins. Yeah, we expected the Dolphins to lose. They're one of the worst teams in the league. I, I know Pat picked them to be a wild card team. Hell no, that's not happening. Fitzpatrick yeah, through three picks. A freezing cold they're, they're probably just, them and the Jets are just battling for, for the bottom spot in the AFC East. But when will we see Tua play? I mean, Fitz through three picks, 191 yards. Um, I don't know, maybe Tua actually might have to be thrown to the fire earlier than we thought this year. But that's one week. I mean, I wouldn't re- overreact to it if you're a Dolphins fan. But. I don't know, I think the Patriots' offense is dead to me. Like They really don't seem that good offense. Cam Lee threw 155 passing yards. I, I know we ran 15 times for 75 yards in, a t- in two TDs, but this this is a clearly a run-first offense, and if it's thrown long, I, I just don't have any faith in this, in this passing offense converting a third down against a good team. I'm not scared of them at all next week for my Seahawks.
1: The Dolphins, the next three of four games, play the Bills, the Seahawks, and the Niners all that's three four. of the next four games they play the jags week three on thursday night that's the thursday night game oh no next week is jags dolphins are we gonna see tua in this game a little national tv debut they're playing one of the worst teams so we thought the jacksonville jaguars it's in the middle of all these tough defensive games are we gonna see tua on national tv thursday night week three do you think that's possible
0: it definitely is. I mean, that'd be a great the game. the Bills before? next
1: week. So great... B- the Bills are going to destroy Fitz, and he won't look good. <laughs> that'd be a
0: great first game against the Jaguars, the easiest opponent probably. But I... I know. That's why I'm thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, the Patriots, they ran it so many times. Um, yeah, their defense is still great. I mean, it's the Dolphins, but Gilmore got a pick. He showed no signs of slowing down. McCourty played well. They all played well. They got another pick too, but – yeah, I mean, I said at the beginning of the season, this is not a playoff team. I said they're a and a or seven and nine. Cam, I did say he's going to come back Player of the Year. I mean, that's possible if he rushes for two touchdowns every game. But I don't think they are a playoff team. The receivers aren't good enough. I thought Elman played a lot better than he did. I he only he only had fifty seven yards for some reason. I thought he had a hundred yards in this game, but he again, that's what I'm saying. Their slow. offense, they
1: held back on their offense.
0: I, I don't know. Uh, this could be an every week thing. Like twenty one points, That's not special. Like, what if they play a real team? They're gonna play a real team next week. So,
1: I right, well, I disagree with you. I think the Pats are gonna be a playoff team, and they're gonna be better than than we think. It, Cam, he only threw for one hundred fifty five yards, but he, the, he definitely can throw for more than that, and he's gonna have to against Seattle Sunday night next week. I'm excited to uh, to watch that game. All right, how about? A game we unanimously agreed on in our Friday show: the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the Washington Football Team. <laughs> uh, neither of us world. picked. Neither of us picked the Eagles as, as our lock of the week. They're minus six. Thank God. In this game. They, I, I uh, had a feeling <laughs> they could lose. Yeah, they blew a seventeen-point lead in this game to, the, uh, to Dwayne Haskins and Ron Rivera and the Washington Football Team. Carson Wentz. We're starting a new thing every week where we crown. Our bona fide scrub of the week, a player we think underperformed or, or just was terrible the week before. And Carson Wentz is our unanimous bona fide scrub of the week for week one. You turned the ball over two times. You went into Washington with a 17 point lead and you blew it. So Bad tough for him. No, no, Miles Sanders. That was your fantasy feature.
0: Miles Sanders yeah, did not he play. He got ruled out like two hours after I said that. That was a tough scene. <laughs> tough scene. <laughs>
1: This this Philadelphia defense surrendered twenty-seven points to Dwayne Haskins. What what do you think about that?
0: I don't know. Washington football team, you know, new new team name, new era and the same new head coach Ron Rivera. I know Haskins had an emotional speech at halftime because I think Ron Rivera was, was he diagnosed with some kind of cancer.
1: Yeah, uh he got diagnosed in the offseason, I think, if I'm if I'm right about that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so Washington was down 17-0. Great speech at halftime. They end up coming up firing in the second half. Um, I think the Washington football team's defense is underrated here. Chase Young had a sack in his debut. He looks like he could he, he's in the running for defensive rookie of the year, which we both predicted. But um, they got some legit pieces on this defense. They still have Kerrigan, who's always a notable pass rusher. They have a solid D line. They have so many Alabama. They're like they have they're like the Alabama defense. They have so many Alabama players. That was sort of a meme for them. But they're they're I, they're gonna be competitive in some games. They could be better than the Giants. I don't know, but they're gonna be a, a pretty. They're not gonna be a playoff team, but they'll be a competitive team. I think Ron Rivera is a great coach for them.
1: Yeah, and they ruled the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys lost. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And as we're recording this, the Giants have yet to play. So the Washington Football Team is at the top of the division after week one, and I think the Giants will lose to the Steelers too. So. They probably will be the only SEC team to win in Week One, which is pretty crazy. Is it bad that I actually like the Washington Football Team and their logo and everything? I don't. Oh, I, I like want it them to, to Change it?
0: No, I don't. I like it too. I think it's funny. I think they should keep it. Like, <laughs> I think they should and, keep it. If they have a good year, I know. Year, me and my why friends why were, Yeah, me and my friends like they should just keep it. Like, well, like they could change it. To like the Generals. I know we had a, we had a show about that. Uh, like during yeah. the summer, what the Red Wolves. Like, I don't know. Like, just. Just keep, it the Washington. just keep it as the Washington it's, it's football good. I team like it. I don't know why I like it. I, I like it. Their uniforms are fine too, but should I get the Washington <laughs> football jersey? Even if they change it, it could be worth something in 20 years. A legendary Washington football jersey. I, I like the
1: helmet. The helmet is just the helmet with the numbers on it. I don't know. For some reason, I think that's cool.
0: Well, if they made the Super Bowl, the Washington Football Team is champions. The football you team You wins can't, you can't change
1: the name. You're banned from changing the name. If they, they actually are successful. No, the,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, I'm rooting for them like the playoffs. I didn't predict them to make the playoffs, but I hope they still get. They're sneak not. I hope it's they, a week. It's a week one. I, I know, I know, <laughs> but suck. I hope, I hope they win this division because I don't care about any other team in it. Realistically, it'd be funny if they won it in the in the, in the, the crazy fu- season.
1: That's the best storyline of of this entire year. Is as if 2020 couldn't couldn't be any crazier, we get the Washington football team winning a division in, in the NFL and they would be a, a top seed in, in the NFC playoffs if they were able yeah. to do that.
0: I do we touched right. on the Eagles enough. We know Wentz are two picks and Lane Johnson was out for this game. I didn't know their goal line looked bad. but Wentz got sacked eight times in this game by the Washington football team. Their defense showed up at home. Good for them. Good for Peter. Peter's going to be happy on the K show later today when we're recording this. (laughs) Or maybe right now, actually, recording it when it's happening. Maybe he's excited. He, He thought the Eagles would crush the football team, but he was wrong. So... (laughs) <laughs> Rhaegar looked pretty good as a rookie. He caught some nice passes, but I th- I think I don't know if he left early, but um, he really did he nothing. He had after one deep catch. He had
1: one catch for fifty-five yards. That was it.
0: Oh well, they, I mean, he, they should throw him more because they still have injuries. Alshon's out
1: because they can't throw to anybody else. Yeah, I, I think you're right.
0: Yeah, yeah, Goddard at hundred yards and a touchdown. He just oh, yeah, hurts 2.0, so he did that. He did his job. He's the
1: same person. They're white yeah. tight ends that wear the similar number and wear the same gear and look the same.
0: I think they really need Miles Sanders in this game. I, I really think they really had no running presence. Boston Scott had nine carries for 35 yards. Miles Sanders was a threat out of the backfield, too. He was my fancy feature for a reason. I mean, I'm not saying if he plays, they win, but he definitely helps their offense. They were, they were blanked in the second half by the football team.
1: All right, how about a game that we expected to be high-scoring and was the Raiders visiting Ja Rule and his Carolina Panthers in this game? Uh, you were making fun of Teddy Bridgewater a lot in our previous show. And he lost. He, he lo- okay, he lost by four to the Raiders, and they his defense gave him no help. But he had 270 yards and threw a touchdown. So, I don't know. That's not that bad of a debut to me. You it's not. Said, you said he only throws checkdowns, and he almost had 300 yards. So, that's fine he did to me. Hit.
0: Yeah, he did hit Robbie deep for a touchdown. Um, a player left the Jets sort of getting unleashed on another team. <laughs> Robbie Anderson so getting funny. unleashed on the Panthers. It's so funny. <laughs> he went deep. He had like 120 yards. He did better than DJ Moore. He did way better. But DJ Moore still the alpha there. And I think we knew the Panthers' defense is going to be really, really bad. Keekley retired. They lost Bradberry in the offseason to the Giants. This, this seems not going to be good I think they're a four win team Carolina and then they showed in week one Josh Jacobs he ran all over them
1: yeah and I own like half the Tampa Bay roster in one of my leagues so I'm excited to play them against the Panthers because that's their matchup week two and hopefully Ronald Jones can pull a Jacobs although that's just a ridiculous sentence that
0: yeah I don't, I, don't think it should ever, I don't think that could ever happen I don't think anyone on the Buccaneers any running back will ever score a touchdown this year for them <laughs>
1: Yeah, but one of your uh, more uh, notable rookies, Henry Ruggs, he went down in this game with, yeah. I, I don't know the exact injury. I think it was like a leg injury. So that opens things up for, for the Raiders' offense. I mean, they really only have Josh Jacobs now. They have Waller too. Uh, but that, that certainly hurts them. They were really
0: relying on Henry Ruggs this year as a rookie receiver. I hope he's okay because he looked pretty good at three catches for 55 yards. He got, he got really open for a 45-yard catch. Um, legitimately with the injuries to their wide receivers, it, he really could be the number one. He could be the alpha by the end of the season. And well, he looks really athletic. He looks like a, a rookie version of Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek, we, we just thought he was a deep threat, but he also makes great catches now. He's more of just a deep threat. And Rugs, that's sort of going to be his pathway to development, I think. He could definitely become a Tyreek Hill type of player if, if Carr slings it downfield to him.
1: Yeah, well he's not gonna be the alpha if he doesn't play. So we'll see what no, his stats I hope, is for I hope week he plays. Two. Uh Brian Edwards, another rookie receiver they have, who I've been buying stock in. I stashed him on the end of my bench. Uh, he's gonna get a huge role now because he got to the starting lineup with with Tyro Williams out and Henry Ruggs if he's unable to go uh, for a certain number of weeks. He is their true number one along there with uh, Waller as another receiver threat, so Brian Edwards, a nice little sleeper for anybody listening, looking for receiver help, uh, go out and pick him up. But He's available in like over 80% of leagues. So go look for him. Uh, yeah, that's all we got to touch on this game. Wait, John wait, wait. wait,
0: wait. Jiro lost, but there was one thing we missed about the Raiders. I did not know this. Uh, I don't know if well. you knew this. Jason Wynn was on this team. He played and he got a catch for I two yards. I, I didn't that. know that. What, when, did he, when did he sign with the Raiders? He's dust.
1: I don't know. I don't know why you would ever just sign with a with a bad team. He left. He left the boots with the
0: Cowboys, and now he's back. He's in on the Raiders. I I guess he likes exercising and running some routes for two yards. Maybe he just. Yeah, I guess he loves football. I don't know. Yeah, he wants to get paid. I mean, even though he's set for life, but. All right. How
1: about we we talked about the Eagles and the Redskins, or not the Redskins? I said I like the Washington football team. Yeah, you got to. Sorry, messed up again.
0: Yeah, you. Don't disrespect their name. You can't call them the (laughs) R-word.
1: They they better not change it. Okay, I was talking about that game for a reason because that was a shocking game of the week. And this game, how about this? The Colts at the Jaguars, the only game with fans in the stands. Maybe that played a factor here. Only game with fans this Sunday, but the Jaguars won Minshew Magic in Game 1, Week 1. It was real. He had a great game and and gashed a Colts' defense, which... Some people thought it was going to be pretty good this year. I uh, did not look at against the under Jags under <laughs> in week one. Uh, DJ Chark, some of their sleeper wide receivers, uh, that guy Shell Knot, uh, Keelan Cole, remember him? Those guys had really guys nice weeks. They caught, they caught touchdowns. So Minshew really was able to to just slay the Colts. The, the Jags, they threw away half their team. They got rid of Yannick and Gokwe. The Vikings traded for him. They obviously released Leonard Fournette, who is now on the Buccaneers. They have the history with them. They got rid of Jalen Ramsey last year. All the things that they did. They're one know to start the season. So Those players do not care about tanking like the management, like the ownership. They're out there to win, and they beat a team that many people think can make the playoffs. I know some of our, our friends picked them to win the division. Other friends with pods, but Neither of, us, neither of us did, but we both picked them to win this game for obvious reasons, and that just did not happen.
0: Yeah, the Jags were upset. Shout-out to Justin on Double Say Sports. He called that. He said the Jags would win this game. He's going to be on our Friday show previewing week Two. but thank, good pick, Justin. The Jags actually won. I know you were high on the Colts in this game, Will. They were one of your picks. For yeah, the they were my lock of the week. And you lost. You lost on that, and you lost yeah. on a few other teams that we'll talk about later, but... Jonathan Taylor, I, I, it's sort of it's just so stupid how Marlon Mack tore his Achilles. You were having up Jonathan Taylor all for the past couple of weeks. To me, and I said, no, he's not good. He's not going to do this. He's not going to do all that. But he, I was. But I've been now, Jonathan but yeah, Taylor. but but now he has the chance to be number one back. Um, Hines is there. I I don't know what they're going to do with him. I guess it's him and Taylor now. No third, no third wheel in the backfield. Rivers threw two picks to this Jags D, where they have no no no, no notable players on this defense. And T Y he looks pretty old. Looks like Paris Campbell's actually the number one receiver for this Colts team. The second year out of a rookie or not rookie, second year rookie doesn't make any sense. Second year player out of Ohio State. Colts, I mean, they're minus eight. You thought they would win like four? They've scored forty on the Jags, but Minshew magic. He threw one in completion, and they won.
1: Yeah, look, going back to the running back situation with Indianapolis, I mean, look, I'll, I'll, I'll never root for injuries. I like Marlon Mack as a player. I had him in fantasy last year. Uh, he's in a contract year. I hope this Achilles injury doesn't set him back. I hope he can find a spot on another on another team. But if, you, if you're me and you are addicted to Jonathan Taylor and have him in, in all your fantasy leagues, if, you, if you're a person that bought the stock with him, I said he was going to take the starting job week one, and this is not the method I thought he would take to do it. Yeah, but definitely not. Did, uh, hey, wh- wh- however you get your results is uh, is all I really care about. And now he's going to just be as dominant as I thought. He had only nine carries in this game. He was obviously sharing with Mac. Naheem Hines randomly just decided to run like for a billion yards and do everything. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the game script for for the Colts every week. I think we'll get a much more heavy Taylor offense next time. But Taylor was tied for the most catches on the team. He tied, I think, either Hines or Campbell for, for six catches. So he can definitely get involved in the passing game. I know people were saying that in training camp, he couldn't catch the ball. He had problems catching the ball in college at Wisconsin. But it's he's not going to – when you play with Phillip Rivers, you're not – you can't have trouble catching the ball. So – he is going to be a dangerous, dangerous fantasy player and a dangerous running back just in general for the NFL because he's so big, he's so explosive, uh, and he's just going to be great. I'm excited uh, to be a Jonathan Taylor owner going forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to be a Henry Ruggs owner if he actually is healthy and he becomes good for that team. He just, he just so, got injured. I, don't I know, know why would be hyped for that. I'm not hyped for that. I'm hyped for him. Like he's gonna hopefully he doesn't miss next week. But anyways. Yeah, Colts. I don't know that losing to the Jags week one is a bad look for them win the division. Yeah, they're not going to win the division. I,
1: I picked the Titans to win. You picked the Texans. Yeah, Will Fuller season,
0: hundred yards. We have not
1: seen the Titans yet. Uh, you will have seen them, listener, if you are listening to this when it comes out. Uh, but they are probably going to win the division. I don't see why uh you would ever pick the Texans or even the Colts. These teams are not on the same level as the team that went to the AFC Championship last year. So we're going to find out how they look. Okay, how about the team that they beat to go to the AFC Championship last year, the Baltimore Ravens uh, taking on the Cleveland Browns. They were the most dominant team of the week. Uh, I thought it would be the Chiefs. It was not. It was the Baltimore Ravens. They ended up winning by 32 points against Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns the Vikings former offensive coordinator Stefanski. His offense got held to six points. No touchdowns for the Browns in this game. I warned you all about, about Nick Chubb. He was my fantasy flop. Five points for him. So I'm not surprised. Good for me, I told you not to start him. I told you to be wary of well, him. And... You know
0: what? You know what? I, I won know. this week, so and you lost. So well, don't well, talk to well. me. <laughs>
1: That's what look, I started the Vikings defense. They had negative 14. I can't help it.
0: Yeah, just an awful game for the Browns on both sides, thirty-eight to six. They they've lost sixteen straight week ones, so that was a factor. You know what? Well, why don't we just pick the Ravens and Chiefs to cover the spread every single week? They just blow out every team, it seems like.
1: We should, but that would be pretty boring. But yeah, I have a feeling that that uh we will be picking them eventually to win. They play each other one week, so maybe that's gonna I mean, be that'll great. be a fun pick to see who wins that game. That could be like a Chiefs Rams 2.0. We can get just one of the most insane games.
0: The interesting thing for the Ravens offense is well, J.K. Dobbins actually played more snaps than Mark Ingram. He had two touchdowns, two goal line touchdowns. Um, he was a second round rookie out of Ohio State. He was awesome last year at Ohio State. Maybe he'll be able to lead back, and nobody was really drafting him in the first like seven rounds. So if you're a J.K. Dobbins owner, Good for you. Maybe he's actually the guy since More getting up there in age. Dobbins I don't is pretty know. I good. I don't know if
1: I I don't know if I buy that just yet because the Ravens obviously had a monster lead, right? And yeah Dobbins, he, he had like fourteen so points cool. in a he had fourteen points in a PPR league with two touchdowns. So that's twelve of his points right there. So he did get goal line opportunities. He did get into the end zone. So that benefited you if you decided to start him. But I just think they decided to sit Mark Ingram in the second half because you just want to test out your new players and they could they have the leeway to do it when you're just in a blowout so I don't know I think Mark Ingram is still definitely a viable option. I think he's still the main guy, but we'll see I mean, I don't know Dobbins could win that job uh faster now that we've we've seen him play well in his first game so i don't know i
0: don't know i mean so the the ravens have always used a carousel of running backs and they're gonna use like two or three guys i'm not saying dobbins not last like...
1: year mark ingram had like 15 touchdowns last year
0: yeah but they also had gus edwards sometimes but you didn't know but but this year it's gonna be a carousel so really between ingram and jk dobbins I mean Browns. I mean Baker Mayfield. I mean I said he was going to be uh, good this year. Him and Odell. But I know it's Week One. But are we concerned about this Browns team in general? I said they make the playoffs.
1: Uh yeah, I did not. And uh, I don't know, Week <laughs> One, Week One only. But I don't know. I don't. I. I mean, even if they're good, I don't think they're better than the Steelers or obviously the Ravens. So that would that would put them out of the playoffs uh, right away. But yeah, I mean I don't know. If you're, you might have to hit the panic button on the Browns. This is. One embarrassing embarrassing season carrying over into week one of the next year. And they did not look prepared. They're playing the Ravens, so obviously great on both sides of the ball. But Baker Mayfield was awful in this game. He had only 189 yards. He did throw a touchdown uh, to David Njoku, who may have torn his MCL this week. Uh, so look out for Austin Hooper. But... You might not want anything to do with this Browns offense in fantasy or otherwise. Baker threw a pick in this game. Chubb was bad. Just just a terrible, terrible game uh, for for the Cleveland Browns. Nothing really else you could say about it.
0: Browns, they do play the Bengals on Thursday night. <laughs> Both of them are 0-1. So Baker against Burrow that would be interesting to see. Maybe the Browns can get right. Maybe that's a get-right spot for the Browns against the Bengals defense.
1: That, yeah, that's a Thursday night game right this week. Yeah, that's that's an interesting quarterback uh duel. How about how about this quarterback comparison to start the year? Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold? Who are you more confident in going forward?
0: Um, I've always been a Baker fan, so I'm gonna go with Baker. I, and also he actually has a formidable team around him and he doesn't have Adam Gase, so yeah, it's Baker this year.
1: Yeah, I guess I mean I know you're biased, but I guess you're right. Just that the Gaze factor might be <laughs> Might be too detrimental to the Jets. I mean, everything, everything <laughs> goes wrong. Yeah, Adam Gates, another game. This is one of my locks of the week. Chargers visiting Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And Noah, I'm gonna let you talk more about this game because you're you like Burrow, and I just found this game to be incredibly boring. I picked it as my lock. The Chargers did cover. They won by three. Well, they but pushed. Burrow, so, yeah, they choked. They choked uh, on the game. Went, the game-winning touchdown. Win. AJ Green got an OPI on the last play, and then they, they couldn't get it done on the ensuing play after.
0: Well, rookie QBs never win week one, and Burrow, I mean, he, he ran for a nice touchdown, but, I mean, it just... It was a really sluggish game, really ugly game. Chargers' defense is still pretty decent, but... um. I don't know. I'm not concerned for Burrow. I think he's gonna be good. I think we will actually have a good game against the Browns on Thursday. I think that, I think there's gonna be some points scored in that game. I still like the I still like the Bengals offense. I've mixed in fantasy. He played bad. He fumbled, but we need. I think we should more be more. It's kind of what we expected from the Bengals week one. We got a, we got the push. We tied uh, the minus three for the Chargers. So kind of that to the record. Oh oh and one tallied up. Well I'm one oh and one with the Seahawks, <laughs> and you are. What was your other picks?
1: I picked the Colts to win, which was an L, and I picked the Chargers to win, and so, I picked oh, the, the Cowboys, Cowboys, which we'll get to. So,
0: oh, two and one. So if you took Will's picks, you lost. You didn't make anything. Like <laughs> I'm one and one, and listener, I, I'm just going to assume the Steelers won and cover, so hopefully I'm two on one, listener, if you're, if you're listening yeah, to this. W- what?
1: We'll get to our record on the Friday show, um, and we'll give you our new picks. Hopefully I can do better. But yeah, this game, yeah, it was just bad. Didn't really care. Tyrod's Tyrod's
0: terrible, dude.
1: Less than thirty points scored in this game, so not Chargers' offense.
0: All right, wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the Chargers for a second. So the Bengals, we expect them to lose. Whatever. Chargers, Tyrod's terrible. Eckler, I mean, he had a decent game, but he really didn't catch passes out of the backfield, and he lost Philip Rivers, Mr. 25% throw, the running back every play. <laughs> my, that's my favorite stat of is all that cons- time now. Is that, is that a concern? Like, the, the Chargers, like, is, Tyrod sucks. Like, well, how are they going to score points weekly? I, I know Eckler is a good player, but if you're an Eckler owner, you should be concerned for Joshua Kelly. He got all the goal line carries, basically, and he looked pretty good, actually. In this game yeah, he to got a rookie touchdown. Game. He was, like, the third or fourth round pick, so... Um, yeah, I didn't pick Eckler eighth, but if Nick Chubb stinks, at least Eckler w- wasn't good. So I don't know if he's going to pay yeah, off. You didn't, that you didn't pick first Josh round.
1: Jacobs eighth. I, uh, I I thought that was I too know early. I know he went off, he went off early. this game. I know he went off this game, but I I promise I would have taken him if I had the eighth pick. Uh, I don't spot. know. I I, th- I, th- th- I think on
0: the eighth spot's too high. You know, I thought Clive was going to fall to me eighth there. I was going to take him eighth if he fell to me.
1: Well, hey, look at me. I'm in a different league, and I t- I had the twelfth overall pick, and I took number 12 overall Clyde Edwards-Hale and number 13 Josh Jacobs. so that league yeah. uh it might be mine. But we'll yeah. see.
0: Chargers I'm so glad I got no part of the Chargers offense. They are they're going to be brutal offensively. They're they're like a 5 win team, I think. <laughs> yeah, I no, Chiefs no, it next doesn't week.
1: Look, it doesn't look good for them. We could see Justin Herbert sooner rather than later Tyrod Oh yeah, maybe they'll actually revive them. He always seems yeah. to get replaced by a rookie QB.
0: Well, you know, actually, you know what? I don't think Herbert's that good, but you know, I hope he plays so they actually look revived. But whatever.
1: I don't know if if you are panicking about Austin Eckler, I think it's too early. He he's still has nineteen carries in this
0: game. That's a career high for him. No, uh, I know, carries. I know. I'm not the carries, so, but like he needs to catch more passes to pay yeah, that off. Yeah, the
1: pass catching will come. They were in a sl- well. It-
0: Sluggish game.
1: They won the game. They're just they're trying to clock manage. I, I know. They're running the game if... down. It just it it it's not good when you have a player like Austin Eckler who, when his team is losing by twenty five points, which as we're uh, insinuating will happen to the Chargers with their bad team, uh, you're gonna have to throw the ball to him and you're gonna have to get it to a guy who can make plays. And Eckler, he's gonna get the PPR next week. They play the Chiefs. He could get ten catches in that game. Like I, I just I don't want to panic too early. Yeah. Austin what if Tyrod throws it?
0: Brad is our friend. He owns a...
1: him in our league. I texted him today asking him if Eckler was on the market because I'm interested if people are going to panic too you're, early. You're, yeah, he, he might you're... be listening to this. He might be hearing my my reasoning as to why uh, I want Well, he just Austin heard my Echler.
0: reasoning why you should get rid of him. <laughs> but you, yeah, you're, just so. Echler, you're just an Eckler. You're just an Eckler stan like. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah,
1: I had him the year he broke out. I took him like in the sixth round last year. He was phenomenal for me. I'm an, I'm an Eckler fan, I
0: admit it, but I'm confident in him still. Uh, you know, I don't know, but if Tyrod throws it over his head every play, I guess he's not gonna get eight points. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Eckler had 108 targets last year, he had one in this game. I'm gonna take the under on 108 targets. This is not Phil okay, Rivers, yeah.
1: Well, he might not get 50 catches a game, yeah, so
0: but... he's not gonna pay off that top 10 pick. Or 12 hey, pick, carries, Whatever you think. If you're
1: saying. If you're getting like eight catches a game and and 17 carries, that's enough touches to be fantasy godly.
0: No, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely more touches. Yeah. Definitely five more carries than like Nick Chubb, who I took before him. So yeah, that's there's that.
1: That's right. Nick Chubb only uh, got 42 percent of the touches when comparing him to. Oh well. One, so maybe Tough maybe scene. I feel
0: maybe I, I feel stupid after that pick. Maybe I should have really just taken Henry. And I don't know why. I th- I got panicked. Whatever. Yeah, my Henry, receivers Henry are great. That's Jacobs good news. On my board rec-
1: is brutal.
0: My receivers are great, but uh, the first round pick, so Chubb doesn't pan out. That's that's a tough scene.
1: Yeah, you should have traded John for Jonathan Taylor. You could have given me Nick Chubb for Jonathan Taylor. You would have. Uh, now do you want to do that?
0: Oh uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I
1: I don't think I would have done it before.
0: Oh uh, well, I mean, you probably would have been crazy to not do it before, but now, uh, yeah, you. No, no, left. I've
1: I've. Chuck was my flop. I knew he' was gonna be bad. He's gonna be
0: he's gonna be in a split time all year. Just just wait. Yeah, it's gonna be infuriating if this continues.
1: It's going to continue. Okay, let's continue with the show. Buccaneers at the Saints, the game of the week, the game with the most eyeballs on it, probably all day. even the Sunday night game probably didn't get as many uh, as much attention as this. Tom Brady, new threads for him playing with Tampa Bay. Uh, And it's a tough game for him to be working with a lot of new players and trying to test out his new weapons because the Saints are a great defense. They're my pick to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. Uh, and We just know that they're going to be consistent. They're going to put up a lot of points. So if you're going to struggle on offense to to score with them, uh, it's going to be a problem for you. And Brady definitely struggled. He threw a pick six in this game to Jackrabbit. So definitely not a great debut for him. Uh, as for the Saints, Kamara, he looked fine after signing his new contract. But both the receivers for these teams, Michael Thomas and Mike Evans, both of them, they have two first names. That's almost as many first names as catches they had. Michael Thomas had three, and Mike Evans only had one. So it's not a good start it's for both is of them. Evan, your... is,
0: is Evans a first name? <laughs> that seems like the uh, like last it. name. We're going to count it. All right, so Evan. It. All right, we're going to count <laughs> yeah. it. But um Tom Brady, he looked he looked washed. I'm sorry to say a Brady. Fan. A, okay, I don't know if we're ready for he that. He looked pretty yet. I'm no, yeah, I'm no know, Brady fan, not.
1: but I don't think he's washed yet. Okay. I think
0: play, play, playing the Saints I, in week one. I know he made some bad throws. I mean, that first interception wasn't his fault. That was a miscommunication with Evans. Evans didn't run the vertical route. He just kind of stopped and you know Brady just threw it to the safety. But the pick six was on him. He really that, that seems like a pick six I would throw on Madden. You think you throw it to the flats, but they have hard yeah, flats that, on you throw that on is pick a Madden six. pick <laughs> That that's is funny. a man that, that that that's that's a pet peeve when you don't think the you throw try throwing a, a drag <laughs> route or something and the oh. hard flats there and gets a pick six. That's that's basically what Brady did on that play. And that's his fault, just like it's my fault for pressing the X button when there's a defender there. But uh I don't yeah. know, Ronald Jones, uh, uh, Bucks running well, backs, they're, they're all bad they're gonna play against
1: Carolina next week. And I owe yeah, Ronald Jones and Fournette. So I'm ready. I'm ready to unleash them against the Panthers next week. I'm going to start one of them.
0: Uh, uh, good luck. You should, they're both terrible, but um Gronk, he's washed. He, okay, I can officially say he's washed. Yeah. Like OJ Howard, sc- Howard is a starter and he got used finally. Like he's way it's, better it, than Gronk. It's it's like it's two year it's like two years, they're two years late on using OJ Howard, it seems like. Yeah. He was sort of the he was sort of the hot tight end last year, but I mean Brady, I mean, it's Scotty Miller ran out of the slot and Chris Godwin ran a lot of deep routes. I was surprised by that. Like eh, Brady's arm, Mike Evans got one catch. If Brady, if a receiver's gonna do well, I think it's gonna be Godwin. It's not gonna be Mike Evans for this. Yeah, so
1: I'm excited to own him. But and yeah, look, but Mike Evans, he was hobbled with a hamstring injury. He was limited. He scored, mind you, he scored zero points or had no catches in the in the Saints games last year, so Lattimore
0: really owns them. He owns. Yeah, him. he
1: does. So I don't know. We we might have to just wait and see what develops over the course of the year. But the Saints, yeah, they, they lock up and miss a beat.
0: Didn't you pick them to go to the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, Raven Saints is my. Favorite.
0: I mean, it could be their year if the Vikings aren't in the playoffs because their defense is terrible. Maybe <laughs> the Saints can get through. Maybe the Saints can get through now. Maybe the Saints can get through, even though Breeze only threw 180 yards, or 160 yards. Oh, my God. I mean, this was actually kind of a boring game to watch as a family. I thought it'd be way... Like there, I feel like there was a f- pass interference every freaking play in this game, I feel like. It was really sluggish so with scoring. That was just me, though. Yes, That's what I felt like.
1: You got that new unit of the Tampa Bay players. They're all brand new to each other, and you got the Saints defense, which dominated uh, basically th- for the whole game, so... Yeah, defense. They the, we, we asked our question who will have the advantage more in Week 1, defense or offense. Uh, I think you might have to go with offense. There was a lot of high-scoring games this week. A yeah, lot of Russ big Cooks, fantasy performances. Aaron Rodgers. This game, it definitely was the opposite. The defense locked up to uh, Brady and the Bucks. So that's what we have for that game. The Cardinals and the 49ers, another upset. We both picked the 49ers in this game and they did not come through. DeAndre Hopkins was dominant, 150 yards. Uh, he got into the end zone as well. Kyler, you're a Kyler stan, and he played great in this game against the 49ers
0: defense. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. I told you I'd take him over Darnold Baker and all those QBs. He's my star. Well, yeah, that, I I stock obvious in him. Now. I, I've, I have some stock in him, and yeah, he's, he's really just a mini Russell Wilson, and he actually had 100 rush yards in this game. Hopkins, he threw it to him every play, and it worked. So, I mean, it, if it don't fix, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, <laughs> Cardinals defense also stepped up. Yeah, that was also sort of because Jimmy G isn't that good. I know Kittle was battling injuries. They didn't have Debo for this game, but you know what? Uh, Niners are will hung over. I hope the Niners continue to lose, but they're gonna play the Jets next week. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I,
1: I I streamed Garoppolo because. Uh, I didn't want to play Daniel Jones against the Steelers and Garoppolo that was my flop. Had like, he had like 20, so he's fine. I'm going to play him again against the Jets. So I have no reason to believe that he won't destroy them week two, so I don't know. Garoppolo, he's not that bad. This team, I'm. they're just a rushing team and a, a defense-first team and their defense could not stop DeAndre Hopkins, so they're going to have to tighten no. that up. They're going to be facing Sam Darnold and... The Jets, who might not have Le'Veon Bell, so they they could probably get an easy win next week uh, after this tough loss. They took.
0: Yeah, I was surprised how how many times Hopkins got targeted in their first game because they didn't like play a game together before that. I was surprised Kyler kind of just kept chucking at him every play against the Niners' defense. It worked though; they won. Man, yeah, Arizona people—they were sort of the hot pick to make the playoffs. Kyler would MVP. Those are sort of live right now. It's it's definitely, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not all the realm of possibilities. They can make the playoffs. I don't know, but I don't think they are. But Kyler does this every week and the defense actually kind of helps them. They could, you know, that's a beauty of the NFL. You really don't know what's going to happen week to week sometimes.
1: Yeah, Hopkins looked really good. We didn't talk about it at the beginning uh, because we sort of skipped over the Texans game. But how bad did the Texans look on offense without DeAndre Hopkins? I said it. In the show that Hopkins what? is vitally important f- to that. Okay, team. you know what? Deshaun Watson, he was terrible. He was terrible without him. He looked lost. There, there's no bailout
0: when you're playing the Chiefs. All right. All right. It's uh, so he, he had no
1: options. He had no options. Oh, right, you know what? Hopkins. Excuse
0: me. It's Will Fuller's season. He had 112 yards, eight catches, most targets. That is why he's the number one. I don't care what the Texans <sighs> that's, do Oh, that's only gonna be there for two weeks. He's gonna be gone. No, after that. no, he's gonna play. He's gonna play well. I don't, I don't know I, if, if you're I still think they're winning the division if you're the Texans
1: owner and it's you're the in Chiefs it it you realize right now you realize they put the Chiefs look look you just paid Deshaun Watson 50 million dollars a year to be your quarterback and you got rid of the best offensive player on your team that he worked so well with like how
0: that is just moronic to do I don't think the. I mean, the offense was alright, but I don't know. It was. It's tough to play the first game on Thursday against the team that's raising the flag, and they had fans. The fans were the advantage, maybe. The fans <sighs> did something. Know. The fans did some. But yeah, a yeah, Jags fan it might be the rough. The Jags had
1: fans, and and they won. It's a the key they to won. success. <laughs> maybe it's the Broncos. I don't
0: know. Um, the Broncos have fans on the Monday night game. Listener, tell me. Uh, you know, we'll find out who won scream at, scream at us who won that game cuz we don't all right
1: how about the sunday night game cowboys visiting the rams in their brand new 5 billion dollar stadium the most It expensive looks sexy that sports stadium arena in the world that looks awesome
0: they had palm trees like in the middle of the stadium palm trees like everywhere yeah, near cool.
1: it too it's cool if i'm i mean we're out here in new york the the other coast we have possibly the worst stadium in the nfl in new jersey yeah, with definitely. the giants and the jets the fishbowl i like it MetLife, uh, they were they were talking about the most expensive stadium yesterday, and like listing like the top five and like I saw MetLife, US Bank, US Bank is like one point five billion, Jerry World's like one point two billion, MetLife was one point eight billion. I could not believe that somebody almost spent that. two billion dollars to build that. When you look at stadiums that cost less, the, like US Bank is uh, great, Jerry World is really cool, like all these places that look great cost less money. Than the fishbowl MetLife, I mean that that is horrible.
0: That's because you're in the middle of a swamp and these rubber factories and disgusting <laughs> shit everywhere. That's just the location's <laughs> awful. But also no, it's, it's just an awful building. makes it it's worse. Just, it is it's, an it's, it's an awful building. It's an awful building too. But yeah, Cowboys um, prime time deck. He's not ready. He only scored 17 points. I called that. I said the Rams would win this game, and they did. What would you have to yeah, say Josh. to that?
1: Dak was my exciting MVP pick. He played fine. He didn't. He didn't lose them the game by any means. No, he didn't win them the game. He's supposed to win them the self. game. normal You're right. You're right. And he didn't. But I don't know. It's just they're going out west. The Rams are in their new building. They're excited. The, they have yeah the new stadium narrative. Talent. I said
0: it. They were going to win the new stadium narrative. They had to win. Yeah. <laughs> just like the Washington football team, the new name. They had to win. <laughs> it was meant to be. Malcolm yeah, Brown well, Malcolm Brown great. is your
1: is your waiver wire pick of the week I mean he's good 18 carries for you him great two touchdowns I like this is the problem with me and owning Leonard Fournette I was I wanted to pick up Malcolm Brown so bad I knew that he was going to be the best back I almost did it I almost dropped Leonard Fournette for Malcolm Brown just to do it but I feel like I just I couldn't have done that week one and I'm too low on the waiver wire to care I mean somebody above me is going to get him but I would almost consider just, doing it again. Malcolm Brown. I just put in like, I just put my claim for him. So am I ahead of you? <laughs> you're ahead of me, but you're like, I think one of our kids lost Le'Veon Bell. And I'm 12th in
0: the waiver right wire. Back. What the hell? I just won.
1: <laughs> what well, doesn't matter? That's how our league works.
0: Yeah, I know. But Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers was pretty good. I mean, the rookie, I was surprised it wasn't Acres as the guy, but he is a rookie. Coaches hate rookies in week one. As you saw with Jonathan Taylor for half that game, even though he started doing well after Mack got injured. But yeah, Malcolm Brown, I mean, he was sort of an afterthought last couple of years with Gurley, but he's, he's getting some carries and he's even catching passes. So Rams' yeah. offense still looks good. It's going to be good. It's just their kinder defense did something, and they did. They really shut down the Cowboys in the second half. Jalen, maybe a questionable P.I., on Gallup there, I, I don't know. I guess that's really tough to decide. I probably was. I don't know. It Depends probably on what was. team you're a fan
1: of. Amari Cooper did not get locked by by Jalen Ramsey though. He had
0: yeah.
1: a pretty decent game in this one. He typically does get yeah, locked. Maybe I will go three for so. three. In my
0: wide receivers, wide receiver picks this year, ten catches. I, well, it's in the a game. one game.
1: I went three for three. I have Godwin, Robert Woods, and and Hollywood Brown. So I'm I'm gonna be just fine.
0: Yeah. Definitely Rams. That was a good pick. I know you, you, that was one of your main picks, the Cowboys, and they lost. So that's tough. I Dak's not ready for prime time. Me and Chris laughed at your pick. They lost. Yeah, they're going to have to
1: bounce back. They play, they play the Falcons, the Falcons next the- week. So we'll they, see. They should they can be able respond. to score more points. That could be like a 42 to 48 game or something. I would, I would not be surprised if, if, uh, those teams go into the 80s or 90s in scoring. But then they play the Seahawks the week after they play the Browns, the Giants, the Cardinals, the Washington football team. So I don't know. Their, their schedule is not too hard over the next couple of games.
0: All right. So, our final uh, segment to close out the show, we have reviewed all the games and now we're going to give you our hype or overhyped. So, we have a bunch of scenarios and storylines from the weekend. And we're going to, me and Will are going to decide if it was hype or overhyped. So, starting with the first one. QB starts, Cam, Brady, and Rogers and Baker, will they carry over? Will Cam Noon actually have a good season? Will Aaron Rodgers have a good season? And will Baker be as bad? Or is Rodgers actually going to be good all year too?
1: Yeah, I kind of want to look at these QBs, like all the ones that had some questions to answer coming into the year, whether that be the new system with Cam, Rodgers, they got him no weapons in the draft, how would he respond? Brady, obviously in Tampa Bay, and then especially with Baker, like, how are the Browns going to be this year? Are they going to be good? Is he going to be able to bounce back with the new head coach? And I think that these starts, whether whether they had a good game or a bad game, I think it's probably overhyped. I'm going to say that if you're looking at Brady and saying, oh, he might be he might be washed, he might have had a bad game against the Saints, I think that's overhyped. I don't think you can count on that for the whole year. I think this offense will figure it out eventually. They're a new group of guys. Uh, and I, I think he'll have a bounce back games coming forward. Rodgers, he had a great game. He was on the other side. He tore up the Vikings defense. We mentioned it before. Devontae Adams had a great game. I think that's overhyped, too. I don't know if you can really count on it, uh, just one game against a bad defense, how he will be for the whole year. I think Devontae Adams will probably dominate every single time. But I don't know if you're going to be able to get the same production out of Valdez-Scanling, Lazard, these guys. He He needs some more weapons on that offense than just... Devontae Adams and with Baker this is probably the closest one I would would go to buying into maybe this offense really just doesn't work maybe he's not a good QB I don't know but he was the number one overall pick for a reason Uh, I'm going to stay with overhype just because they played a great team the Baltimore Ravens defense is one of the best in the league if not the best so uh, we're going to see how he responds against teams that aren't as good so uh, yeah I'm staying with overhype for all the QB starts
0: yeah, I'm gonna agree. I mean, I think Brady's gonna figure it out eventually. He look kind of rusty, Rodgers. Um, I think it'll be good all year. I think the Packers to make the playoffs. So, yeah, I think all these QBs are a little overhyped. I think Baker's gonna have better week, His better weeks are ahead of him. Just, just the Browns curse in week one, and they and they played out that Baltimore. That's always a tough game. They're not gonna score six points in every game. They're gonna they're gonna figure it out. Stefanski's gonna create a great scheme for him and that offense. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're all overhyped. It's all the QB starts.
1: All right, how about this next one? Are the Jets the worst team in the league? Are you buying into them being
0: terrible? Uh, I am. I think they might. It's them and the Jags. I, I do. Carolina's up there, but I think Carolina's much better than the Jags and Jets. Yeah, Jets might be the worst team. They might, might win three games to get a, a high pick. The Jags won a week one against a decent team, the Colts. I mean, a lot of people thought the Colts are going to be a playoff team. Rivers is going to revive them. And Rivers look pretty bad against them. I think Justin Jags can honestly finish with the same record. So I would probably hype for the Jets being the worst team in the league.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really hard to react after week one. This is really a strange week. The Washington football team, they played a banged-up Eagles team. We, I don't know what they're going to get out of your offense every single week if you're them. Uh, Dwayne Haskins did not have a dynamic game by any means. Uh, so I think you can count on their defense, but can they score any points? You know, That's sort of going to be a question you have for them every week. The Jags, they might be a little bit more convincing than, than any other any of these three teams. Minshew might actually be good. I mean, we don't really know. Teams might start to figure him out. But the Colts, that's definitely the best win, probably, uh, for, for any of these bottom teams. And the Jets, they, again, have the gaze factor. They lost Le'Veon Bell probably for a couple of weeks to start this season. So... Yeah, I don't know. I might I might agree with you and
0: say they really are the worst team in the league. That's pretty unfortunate. And another hyper overhyped scenario, are the Cardinals actually legitimately a playoff team, Will?
1: Yeah, they beat a great team in week one. The 49ers were the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. So I think it just comes down to can their defense uh, give them any sort of cushion when, when their offense is playing great? They. They can score all they want, but they can't be expected to score 35 points, 28 points, 40 points. They can't be relied on for that every single time. So if their defense can, can hold it together and at least be respectable, I think that they'll uh, have a decent shot at making the playoffs. I don't know who I would take out uh, out of my NFC teams probably. I mean, maybe I'll have to take the Vikings out if they're, they're really that terrible on defense. But I think Mike Zimmer will figure it out. Uh, I, I still don't know what I think about Cliff Kingsbury, uh, but it certainly looks good for Kyler with, with DeAndre Hopkins there. So I don't know. I'll, I'll go with hype. I think they can make it. It's just going to come down to if the defense uh, can actually be good.
0: Yeah, the Cardinals, it, it all comes down to defense. I think we know what we're getting from that offense now. Kenyon Drake, DeAndre, Kyler all pretty good players. I think Cliff's actually – I think he's a good offensive coach. But yeah, for them to make the playoffs, it's going to be tough. They're going to have to hope some teams have a down year. Could Minnesota be that team? I don't know. I mean, it looked like it after week yeah. one, but could the Eagles, Eagles miss Dallas fall apart? Could the Bucks actually be A&A? Like, it, a lot has to go right for this Cardinals team. Maybe the Niners sort of have a not-as-great year. But they still play in the hardest division in NFC West. It's probably overhyped. They're probably not going to make it. If they do, I mean, A&A's season is still a great season for them if they do get really close to a wild-card spot. There is the added extra wild card spot, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're too or a year too early. I think the Rams. They look pretty good on Sunday night. The Seahawks did took care of business. They're just not better than those teams, but they'll play them tough this year. I think it's really encouraging if you're a Cardinals fan moving forward. And that was hyped or overhyped, and that was Bonafide Scrubs episode 34. Our recap
1: of week one if you made it this far on the episode please leave us a rating and review on apple uh we really appreciate those five star ratings everybody's been giving us we're almost up to 90. so thank you to everybody who's rated the show uh, we really appreciate it you can also follow us on instagram at the bonafide scrubs we try and give you daily content from episodes so you find out what's going to be happening on the show uh you can interact with us in the comments it's really fun and uh, you can follow us on twitter too at the bonafide at bonafide scrubs because uh that's cool all right we're gonna be with you on Friday. We'll recap week two. Or we won't recap week two. We will cover week two. Preview, Preview week it. two. There you go. That's the word. Okay, bye. I'm gonna I'm gonna go now. Peace.